black, black, yeah, hey, okay, black, 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 black on black, black, my thoughts so black, black, black on black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking that black on black, it's black, hey you guys, welcome to another episode of, oh you black, black, where we defy gravity and break generational curses. It is your girl, Taryn B. And your girl, Nia Simone. And we just wanted to say welcome. What's up, guys? Black out the coop, hop out the roof when I run into you. Thoughts black as a dust out of the moon. Won't be no truce, won't be no truce. At your funeral in an all-black suit. Couple white girls working all-black suit. Me and your man marching an all-black suit. All right, so we wanted to start this episode off um, giving out roses. We know that... Everybody is on lockdown now. So I <laughs> wanted to give my. Did you just cough? No. I wanted to give my roses to the essential workers that are still working. Mm-hmm. I, I know if, if I had to go into the office, like I would be freaking out. Like mm-hmm. I would. I ain't gonna even lie. Thanks. I would be freaking out. Um, being in contact with people and like having to talk oh my god I could I can't even fathom like a glove no glove in this world could save my anxiety <laughs> no and they mask. gotta go home to your kid bro oh god. no mask in this world could save me from having an anxiety attack like it's just yeah. too much people it's are too disgusting much. and yeah and they ungrateful so, as fuck too so yeah, they want to have attitudes with you because they look down on some of the essential workers out here. Yeah, Couldn't yeah, be me. yeah. It could be me, but it's not. And I would, and I'm grateful for everyone who is out there having to deal with this and still getting their ass up going to work. Right, like actually going to the workplace. Like, mm-mm. yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on that. Um, so yeah, that's that's who we wanted to give our roses to. Thank oh, wait, you guys. I have, I have a bundle of roses to give. I want to give roses to the people that may have been laid off at this time, too, because they might need some cheering up, right? I know a person that was laid off from work, yeah, and it sucks, and that's why when I get up. And I mean, I'm working from home now and my desk is literally like I can see my bed from my desk and (laughs) I'm just like, dang, I got to log into this computer again and sit in this house. But I'm so grateful. Like I get to do that. So, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely a thousand percent correct. Yes, they they deserve roses around this time, too, because it's really not their fault. (laughs) So we wish everybody will. We hope everybody's out there washing their hands, washing y'all asses, brushing your teeth, you know, just taking care of yourself. Not breathing on people. Covering your mouth when you fucking sneeze. All of that good shit. Coughing your elbow, like, yeah. Yeah, do all of that. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so today's acknowledgments is we want to talk about the um the attachment theory um you brought this up in a conversation recently Mm -hmm. so you want to talk about how this came about 
I do. <laughs> so I was having a conversation with one of my good friends and he brought up that there is some, okay so the only thing that I knew was like the five love languages I just thought that you know if you know your love language you can have a successful ass relationship as long as you knew how to cater to your significant others uh, love language well no so the the um, theory is deeper than that the theory goes back to how you attach to someone and how you attach to someone is rooted from your childhood so it's extremely deep and it's very interesting um as soon as i left his house and y'all don't be weird he's literally my friend so it's just a friend She's anyway just a friend i'll wait till you then okay go ahead I called Nia and I was like, Nia, have you ever heard of the attachment theory? Wait, you was leaving theory? his house? Hold up. <laughs> yeah, I was leaving his house. I told you that. Oh, I Bruh, missed that. Don't... I would have clowned. I missed that whole thing. Okay, go why ahead. would you? Why would my you bad. clown though? I mean, because I would have like antagonized you about it. Okay, my bad. No. Anyway, so <laughs> yes, I was leaving his house and I told her that. Um, and he, we were talking about this theory. And I was so intrigued because I'm like, okay, I know I have anxiety. I know that I feel a certain type of way when my partner does this. Well, I don't have a partner, but when I do have, (laughs) when I do have a partner, I feel this type of way when they do this or, so I'm like, wow, like this can all be rooted to my attachment theory. Mm -hmm. So I took a quiz when I got home and it was a thousand percent what I expected it to be. So my attachment style is anxious. Well, can we tell them what the different styles are? Can we? <laughs> can we, Taryn? Because you just jumped. You just went head first, sis. Let's let's dial it back real quick, y'all. I got you, T. I, she's really okay. excited about this, y'all. Yes, I am. Okay, so let's let's dial it back. Okay, so what is an attachment theory? So basically, from a psychological standpoint, there was a psychologist who came up with the theory that they researched between the separation between infants and their parents. Okay, and they basically hypothesized that extreme behaviors, um, behavior infants, and uh, they engage. They're basically like um, they have some type of anxiety, right? Like when they leave their parents. So like you can see kids, sometimes they they cry, they scream. They're really clingy when a parent has to leave them, right? And then for some kids, it's a little bit different. Like they're okay with, you know, detaching from their parents. So they put together this whole research, okay? And what it boiled down to is that there are four types of attachment but the three that are like most present um in certain relationships is secure attachment which basically um it shows distress when leaving or being separated you know and they're uh sought they they seek out comfort and they're easily comfort when the parents are returned okay this is talking about the kids from the from the study the second one is anxious this is what taryn um (laughs) in her in her findings about herself, 
um, anxious is resistant attachment, which basically means a smaller portion of infants experience greater levels of distress. And upon their parents returning, they seem to seek comfort and attempt to punish the parents for leaving. Okay. Um, so which is, which that's kind of different from the first one. So the first one is they show distress, but when the parents return, they feel more at ease, but someone who has an anxious, anxious, sorry, resistant attachment, they are, they want to seek the comfort, but they also want to punish the parents for leaving. Okay. And then the third one is avoidant attachment, which in this category, infants show no distress or minimal uh, stress upon separation from parents and either ignore the parents upon returning or actively avoid the parents. Um, so they just not fucking with you at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you leave you leave me that's a wrap basically that's what avoidant um attachment is um so that kind of gives y'all a little perspective when taryn starts to talk about her um her attachment now go ahead t okay so um you know after i did this quiz and i will we will probably put a link of the quiz in the um description of this episode but when i did my quiz my uh, attachment style came back as being anxious. And I was not surprised by this at all. Like, not one bit. And I think my, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to get that deep. <laughs> but I think <laughs> my attachment style, I, I, I know exactly where it came from. Um, of course, it has to do with my parents. Not that I didn't have a terrible upbringing at all, by any means. But, you know, nothing is perfect. And when, I, uh, first of all, I was a, a, a daddy's girl. Oh, then wow. my parents got divorced. And I felt like I didn't, I, I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't. I didn't understand what was going on. And I was only six at the time. We lived in Houston. Then all of a sudden we moved to Louisiana. So I felt like I lost a friend when we moved. Because we were always with my dad. Like And, and like I said, I was a dance girl. And I just felt like, like, nigga, how could you leave me? Like, what did uh -huh. you like what's going on and I didn't know that it affected me that much until I became an adult and I was in a relationship with my child's father and um, he would leave often and that feeling that I had would always come back and him leaving, whether it was going to play the game, going to his dad's house, like he would leave at nighttime. And that's, especially when I was pregnant, I, I would be so anxious. Like I was on pins and needles and um, I couldn't take any medicine. I'm not a real big on medicine anyway, but I couldn't take any medicine to ease my anxiety. I was just like out here raw. So when he would leave me, I would cry and I would cry and I would cry because I would always feel like something bad would happen to either me or him or the baby or like something. I was always thinking the worst. And I just had this feeling of 
um, deja vu. Like, damn, I've been here before. Mm. Like, I've I've been here before. Why am I acting this way? Why do I feel so lost when this person leaves? Why do I feel? And when he came, when he came back, I would be pissed. Like I would be so upset. Like, how could you leave me? How could you leave me knowing that I was pregnant? How could you leave me knowing that I'm I'm expressing myself to you? I'm expressing that I'm anxious. I'm expressing that I feel this type of way, especially when it's dark outside. It's getting dark earlier. I remember yeah. it's getting dark earlier and I'm pregnant and I just like I feel like something's bad gonna happen. So I would be pissed, but then I would feel so protected and comforted that he was there. And it's so similar to how I felt when my parents separated. I didn't understand. And I, you know, I as even as an adult, I still don't fully understand where the relationship went wrong. I don't know depth, whatever. I just know how I felt in that situation. Right. And I didn't know that that's why I found this theory thing so intriguing. Like I was so into the conversation when my friend and I were talking about it because I'm like, wow, this is something that I can look into within myself because I know for a fact I have some sort of weird attachment to people mm. that I truly care about. And the minute that you leave me, I feel like you deceived me. Mm. But I want you back. Like I don't want you to leave me. But you don't want to make you gonna, I'm gonna make you feel the way that I feel for yeah. two seconds. That's but come Gemini. here and give me a hug. <laughs> That's that Gemini, y'all. It's not a no, it's not. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying it just kind of relates. I just had to throw it out there. It don't. It does. But um anyway, that's that's my that's my thing. Um I just find it extremely interesting that you know things that you don't think would impact in, impact you in in your adulthood, it really does. Even if you're like the most happy-go-lucky person, it's like something from your childhood plays a part in your adulthood in a yeah. way, and it's it's very intriguing to me. Also, with this um, attachment style, like when I was reading more about it, because I had to kind of like refresh my mind on the attachment theories from when I first like learned about it. And I was reading an article on positivepsychology.com and they were talking about how your attachment can uh, theory can change into adulthood. So there's like different styles of like your adult attachment. And I think it has, of course, it does, it has to do with like, you know, your experiences over time. But for a lot of people, like kind of like how you, you uh, said that you knew it came from your childhood, it stays with us. Mm -hmm. um, and I was looking through like the adult styles of attachment because I haven't taken the quiz to see what my attachment style is. I just was kind of reading about it and kind of like thinking about who I am in turn because I, I feel like I'm pretty tapped in with who I am. And one of the adult styles that I felt like resonated with me was the was the secure attachment, which is basically when adults are uh, satisfied with their relationship, they feel secure, they're connected to their partner, and they don't feel like they need to be with them all the time. And 
they basically, you know, have a lot of independence. I kind of feel like, I don't know what the child attachment theory is equivalent to that, but I feel like I've always been that way. Like, I don't need to be around you. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. good. I love you. Stay there. You know, we, mm-hmm. we good. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I have to talk to you every day. And I was thinking back to my mom. She used to tell me all the time that she, that she felt like I never needed her, even from an early age. She was like, you didn't want to be held. You didn't want nobody, you know, bothering you all in your face. She was like, you know, I will wake up and go check on you. You would be awake before me in your crib, just, you know, playing with yourself, like not even bother you. Like you wouldn't cry or anything. She was like, I feel like you were always independent in that aspect. And I don't know what, you know, happened in my childhood for me to just be like that. I don't know if I was born like that or whatever experience happened, but I've always been like, I could be alone. Like Mm -hmm. I grew up with a sister in the household. I didn't have to play with her. Like I was perfectly fine going in another room, drawing, writing, pretending like I was somebody teacher, whatever the case was. And even in my adult life. And I know like that has hindered in some relationships that I've had because they're like, dang, like you don't want to be around me. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, I've had dudes be like, Oh, why you all in the other room? Like, you know, while we're in a relationship and I'm just like, I'm chilling. They're like, but why you can't chill out here? And I'm just like, I don't need to be up underneath you all the time, but I am affectionate. I do enjoy quality time. Like that's my love language. You get what I'm saying? But my attachment style is like, I'm good with us not being around each other all the time. Hmm. and I don't know um, and I think it's kind of unhealthy in a in a way too because I feel like I don't ever want to be complacent with being alone mm-hmm. but I don't but I'm comfortable with being alone you get what I'm saying like I don't want yeah. that to be my normal to where I don't seek out partnership from or you know from someone that, those are just some things that, like, I, I think about with my emotional connectedness with other people. Like, so, especially since we've been quarantined. Like, girl, I'm loving this. Like, I ain't got... Me too. <laughs> I don't have to be up in nobody's face. I can read my <laughs> books. Like, I'm going to go work out. No one's, like, yearning for me to be, you know, to go out and have drinks or anything like that. Like, no guy is texting me, like, when I'm going to see you, like, they know why I can't see them, and I'm okay with it. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, ooh, but... I got a good excuse now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I can walk around with my bonnet all day. I ain't got to get dressed or nothing. Like, why can't we just talk on the phone, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't want to, I mean, I, like I said, I enjoy quality time. That is my love language. So I know at some point of this quarantine, I'm going to start feeling like, damn, I need that masculine energy in front of me, you know, and I'm going to want to seek that out, you know, with whomever I'm speaking to and want to go sit in their face because I need that. Like there's, there's a balance with me. Like, That's I so can, weird though. It is. It's <laughs> very <so> weird. weird. <laughs> it is very but weird. But I get like, it. I mean, yeah, it's I you gotta find balance. Okay. But you know, yeah. like now that you're saying your type out loud and then you're <laughs> saying that your love language is kind of the opposite yeah. of what your attachment is. But yeah. that's how I am though. Like yeah. I don't have to see you all the time. Like I don't have to see you. I barely like touching people. Even if I'm with someone, like if we're in a relationship, I don't really like 
all that touchy feely stuff. Like, yeah, I, I don't. But my yeah, you don't like nobody touching anxious. on you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like that. It's just creepy to me. Like that shit creeps me out. But my attachment <laughs> style is anxious. Like if you leave me, I'm like, why did you leave me? <laughs> <laughs> like motherfucker, it's stay so here. Weird. It's so weird i just like i feel like at this time in this quarantine y'all i really do encourage everybody to really sit still like i know everybody the government the state you know your city is telling you to sit still i really think that you should sit still and take this time to really tap in Mm -hmm. figure out some things about yourself that you really didn't know or that you may not have understood or maybe you didn't even think about you know this can really help you in different aspects of your life because when I meet people I do have to tell them certain things about me so that they're aware of what they're getting into but if if I didn't take time out to really understand those things about myself how could I really help somebody understand me you get what I'm saying if I don't even understand myself like of course yeah everything is a learning curve and you know we're supposed to be having a growth mindset always learning always growing but I feel like sometimes you really have to just kind of put it out there because they may not see it right away, right? Like they might just think that that's the thing that you're going through right now, but they don't know that you've been like that forever. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's why I have to ask dudes, okay, how affectionate are you? Like, does that, is that something that you have to have all the time every day? Because I know that I'm not capable of giving someone constant affection. That's just not how I how I'm wired, you know, because right. I don't need it. That's like, that's not my love language. So I have to let them know, like, if we can kind of compromise there, that's cool. But if you can't, I understand. Go find somebody that can give you that. I, I definitely agree. But w- the thing that I do know about the love languages is it's not about you. It's about your other partner. And that's the whole point of having a love language. Like, they can cater to yours and you cater to theirs. So yeah. even if, you know, you're not affectionate all the time. Maybe you can surprise that person with like holding their hand in public or like, I don't know, you know, being yeah, more, you get what I'm saying? Like, no, it's, I, it's not about what you like. It's about, yeah. I know it's not about what I like, but I'm saying I have to be able to give it to that person, right? Because if that's not something that naturally comes to me, right? Like words of affirmation doesn't, that doesn't naturally come to me to give people affirmations because I don't thrive off of them. So it's like, I feel like for me to cater to somebody's love language, I would have, they have one, they got to be worth it. Okay. That's number one. You got to even be worth it for me to really consciously actively know your love language and apply it every day. Like you have to be worth it to me because if you're not worth it to me, I'm not even going to take the time out to want to give that to you. Does that make sense in a way? Mm-hmm. It makes sense. I don't thrive off of affirmation. So if that's your love language, we're going to struggle because I don't, that doesn't come to my mind to do that. I but don't if know. I know I, that that's, I, I had to train myself to, yeah, you see, like I had to train myself to do it. Of course, it doesn't come naturally, but if that's what that person likes, then I definitely keep it in the back of my mind, okay, like, he he likes quality time. He likes affirmation. So I'll text, like... Who, your friend? Mm. N- no. Oh, Girl, okay. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho. Yes, I get, I get you. Yes, you do... <laughs> 
because I had to, I have to, I'm a teacher, y'all. So I do have to, I do have, I have to, I've had, I have had to constantly wire myself to give affirmations to my students because some of them do thrive with affirmations. And once I realized that there was a disconnect between my students and I, I made sure that I actively affirm. And sometimes I have to put a note up like, you know, and it's, it sounds like that could be something easy, but for someone who like me, who doesn't thrive off of that and I don't care for words of affirmation because I go by, I, I mean, I go by action. That's really what drives me, but I have to leave notes for myself on my computer sticky note. Don't forget to tell the kids good job. Don't forget. And I feel it in my heart. Like, yeah, they're doing a good job, but I don't actively say it. So I get what you're saying, Taryn. Like when you're in a relationship with somebody and that's not your love language, you do have to kind of unlearn or relearn Mm -hmm. how to do certain things. Yeah. But if your love language is gifts, you out of there because I don't don't That's my second one. Really? Yeah. Uh Well, not not necessarily gifts. Well, I like flowers. Acts of services? Acts of services is number one for me. And number two is gifts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Quality time is like last. <laughs> God damn. Literally, like quality time is last. So oh this my. motherfucker, Taryn, don't want you to in her face. Okay, cool. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. <laughs> like I need to see you, but I don't need to see you. I just need to know where you are. Yeah. I need to know where you at. Like I need to hear your voice to know that you're not dead. Taryn <laughs> did somebody die like what no and that's what I'm saying that's I'm telling you that's my anxiety like I'll be thinking of all kind of weird shit I'm telling you like I'm not I'm not joking I know I and also lie, I'm not joking but you know also when I was on um and I'm gonna reference the website again for those of you uh who missed it the first time but on positivepsychology.com they talk about the attachment theory and if you want to go search for it, they also talk about attachment theory when when you experience grief or trauma. Like they go through um, the different, I, I, I would assume it's like stages. I'm not really well versed in that portion of attachment theory, but I, I uh, encourage people to go look it up because you don't know what that may look like, especially if you or if you have experienced trauma, your your attachment could have changed because of that, you know. Or because of grief. Hmm. So that's worth looking into. And I think um, on our on our uh, Instagram page, I'll post some more stuff on like the story, more about the attachment theory. And I'll put the link up there as well. And in the description of this uh, episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I actually want to look at the website too. And um, dig deeper into... Because um, at this, I think at this stage in my life, I'm so interested in knowing who I truly am. Like, not just the mm. surface, not just the layer underneath the surface, but I really want to know my tr- why I am the way that I am. Going way back to 1990. Like, I want to know why <laughs> I am the way that I am. She said 1990. <laughs> so... That's that's what I'm doing. That's that's the stage that I'm in in life right now. So in about six months, nobody can tell me shit about me that I don't know about myself. Period. 
Period. <laughs> yeah. Like being at being a home alone, it really forces you to look at who you are, look at look at your shadow self, look at things about yourself, you know, just really sit there and really think. Or maybe if, you know, thinking is not, you know, intuitive for you, sometimes maybe just writing and just allowing your thoughts to flow or just allowing your feelings to flow on a piece of paper and then reading it back to yourself and then you can start making connections. Like there's so many different exercises out there, but if you really truly want to tap into who you are and really understand certain things, and this all goes back to y'all breaking these generational curses, Mm -hmm. like you kind of have to look deep, right? Like, why do I do this? Like, why do I respond this way? Why is it that I'm so clingy when I'm in a relationship or why is it that I push people away when they get too close? Like, or why do I have anxiety when I start to feel connected to someone? Like, why? Ask yourself why. Mm-hmm. Think back to your childhood. Think back to things that have happened or transpired in your life and really sit in those thoughts, you know? And once you acknowledge them and that you realize, okay, this is who I am, if you don't like that part about you, actively work to change right. it. There's so much information on this on this device that y'all hold in y'all hand every single day. <laughs> it's so much information on there tap in right that's really what it boils down to well so after y'all do after y'all do the quiz i'm gonna post up on instagram um after we post this or after this airs and i want y'all to comment what y'all's attachment theory is that you found it if you feel like sharing it because i know for some people it may be a little personal but if you don't mind sharing it you know drop that yeah I would like to see that too. Hmm. So I think that wraps up today's episode. Yeah. Did you have any final thoughts, T? Um, no, you know, my final thoughts are just to don't take anything for granted. Uh, even though I, I was in what well, no, I'm still am. I'm 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 an extreme <laughs> introvert. Like I can stay in my house for weeks and not be bothered and actually during this time currently I'm not bothered at all like I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything like this is just normal (laughs) to me but it when you go out and you drive around and you like dang I want to go swoop and get some food like it's a whole different setup and I'm like damn yeah that's just true damn this is weird or, you know, you can't just go get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, go work out, and go to HEB because the shit's closed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. it's those little things that affect me. And then I'm like, damn, I can't wait till it opens I again. Change. Or, I, you know, I, I kind of took that shit for granted. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's those little things. So, don't take anything for granted. This all came all of a sudden to us. It's been brewing since like November, I think, overseas or whatever. But in terms of it actually affecting our everyday lives and people are without jobs that never would have thought that they would have been unemployed right now. So Uh don't take anything for granted. I mean, if you don't like where you are in life right now, be grateful for where you are, but you can still move forward in getting better or doing better or trying to be better. Agree. Yeah. Tap into grat- gratuity. Mm-hmm. Even if every day, every day while you're working from home or you're sitting at home, write down three things that you're grateful for. You know, three things. Just write it down. Or before you go to bed and like reflect on the day, what were you grateful for about the day? You know, something small. Just tap into some gratuity. 
Right. I definitely agree. But we love y'all. We're going to see, or I'm sorry, we're going to talk to y'all next week. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can't see y'all. So right. distancing, okay? But y'all be good. Peace out. Peace out.